back and listen. It's time for License to Practice by IELTS Medical. Hello and welcome back to Season 2 of License to Practice from IELTS Medical. Today I'm going to be talking to Dr Andrea, a UK registered doctor originally from Colombia, about her experience of moving to the UK and becoming registered. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and let's give her a call. Hi, how are you today? Hi, hello. It's really nice to to have this chat today. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well as well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your experience with us of becoming um, a UK registered doctor. If you could just start by telling us a little bit about you. Oh yes, uh, definitely. Well, um, I'm I'm a doctor from Colombia. I trained back uh, there and I graduated in 2011. But I just moved to the UK in 2016, and that's when I started all this process. Um, I had some experience working as a doctor in Colombia, but really wanted to um, well start my family, and that's, that was the reason that um, initially uh, motivated me to to move to the UK. Then, obviously, I wanted to continue doing um, you know pursuing my career, mm-hmm. and that's how I started all this journey in the UK. So, why did you pick the UK then? Um, well, uh, the situation was that uh, in 2016 I got married and then, well, um, my husband was already living in London, so mm-hmm. we decided that the best place to start our, our family was here, but also because I thought it was um, going to be um, a good opportunity to boost my career as a doctor um, since the NHS and the other private services in mm-hmm. London are, are really good and really supportive for trainees and in general for doctors so that that's how all started very good so you obviously if you are now a UK registered doctor you've been through um the process all your exams and everything so could you just tell us a little bit about that about how you found the process and did you start that when you were still living in Colombia or did you move to the UK first how did how did it all um go for you Yes, well, in my in my case was um, I moved to to the UK um, before starting the process, mm-hmm. so I had the opportunity to perhaps get you know adapt to this new culture, uh, new people, and everything. And uh, well, the, the idea was to improve my English at the beginning because I, I was aware of the the requirements, but was not mm-hmm. like too sure at the beginning. Um, so that was the first thing I, I wanted to do uh, and how it all started. But I will start by saying that the English part for me was the most difficult part mm-hmm. because it, it was a bit challenging in terms of um, just approving the test in the, you know, with the requirements for the for the GMC. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that, that was like, sometimes a bit daunting because um, even though I was uh, going to courses, I was uh, trying the uh, IELTS uh, many times, you know, it was always, uh, there was always a subtest that was not uh, in the level I needed Mm -hmm. to be. So I was wondering, oh my gosh, is it gonna, (laughs) is it gonna happen (laughs) one day? 
Are you an overseas qualified doctor who would like to take the first step of registration with the GMC? Well, one way to do that is by achieving four grade Bs on the Occupational English Test. OET is a language exam with an emphasis on real situations UK medical staff encounter on a daily basis. Here at IELTS Medical, we have qualified native English OET trained tutors who are ready, willing and able to provide you with the best learning experience. We've seen lots of EU and overseas qualified doctors through to a first-time OET pass. And we'd like to do the same for you. Inquire today about how we can assist you too. And then, well, I decided to try the OET. To be honest, I I will not say it's easier. Just uh, just want to say that it Mm -hmm. requires a lot of motivation. You know, I will just start uh, saying that when you when you begin then you get stuck perhaps in the English exam. Do not lose your motivation because that's mm. just one step and you will definitely, um, you know, get over that. So in my case, I decided to try the OET, but it was basically because I was just tired of trying the IELTS and then get, uh, I was getting very good overalls, but then in one of the subtests was not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And the OET, um, was a really actually a really um, nice exam because um, it was more related to medicine so let's say it was more more enjoyable and I will say that if I looked back I will I will definitely pick that one instead of the IELTS Mm -hmm. and just because studying for that one was also uh, um, I think uh, less how do you say that? You know, it was it was less of a pain, you know, to study for to study for yeah. the, the because OET it, because it's work so, related. Yeah. Is that? I'm sorry. Is that is that? Do you think that's because it's sort of related to work as well? Be, because it's yes, occupational, definitely. definitely. Yeah. And it it was uh, it was also really nice to discuss about medical scenarios mm-hmm. and the speaking part is all about the day to day. In a doctor's life, you know, some scenarios are really what you you're gonna face definitely as a doctor. So, so it was also to train you for these kind of situations. So it was mm. was really nice um, to study for the OAT. And once you pass that, you know, study for the PLABS and passing them is is like it, it will it will become like much easier. Um, we have done many many exams in the medical school so i'm pretty sure everyone who um has been able to finish the medical school uh, is going to be able to approve the flap tests as well yeah so obviously you've just said then that you've done a lot of exams at medical school which obviously i know you have it's you know a lot of years of training and what did you think then having to do more exams did that bother you um, or did you cope with it quite well? Because, like you said, you used to doing exams anyway. I guess, uh, I guess, as a doctor, you're gonna do exams all your life. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, the first ones are gonna be the plaps, and then you will find that you will need to do for your specialty mm-hmm. another another exam, and so on, so on. So it's a matter of um, I think that doctor's life is is something that you need to. Um, just accept and be yeah. resilient with. Um, yeah, it's the matter of, uh, you know, needing to do exams for the rest of your life. Yeah. So it's just like, um, 
studying for diplomas is actually a, an opportunity if I were to, to talk to other medical you know graduates mm-hmm. also it's an opportunity to revise your concepts so yeah. I will uh, I saw it as a start and I think that helped me a lot to mm-hmm. to go through that um and to prepare for the for the tests as well it's just consider that is another of the exams that you will get at uni um it's just it it just wants to be um uh, an objective tool to say that okay you're fit to to practice um medicine um safely in the uk yeah yeah fair enough that's a good way to look at it actually isn't it so obviously you said that you did the IELTS a few times, didn't work out, then moved on to the OET and it did work out. Um, yes. I know that you've said you prefer the OET because it is occupational and so you did find that one easier. Was that the only reason you think um, that that one worked out better for you or did you do anything else? How did you sort of get your English language up to the level it needed to be? Well, I was I was really lucky because I I actually um, after trying the IELTS many times and taking lessons like one to one lessons and uh, and going to academies and so on, um, then I think being having trained for the for the IELTS also helped me in the OET. Yeah. You know, the reading and the listening parts are, you know, pretty much the same, but. Uh, let's say like focused uh on your profession Mm -hmm. but it was pretty much the same so your your previous training uh for the ielts is also is is always gonna be useful for this one as well Mm -hmm. and what happened with the oits was uh, i was really enjoying the exam because it was uh uh, in the speaking it, it was to talk about medical situations to talk with patients to mm. show your empathy and your communication skills so it was it was something like um, you know you, you're really gonna do you know and you really like to do in your day-to-day life so I, I think we need to think at, at the exam as um of the exam as like it's is is only a way of saying that you're let's say you are really fit to to practice and to communicate with patients right Mm -hmm. rather than um like a judgmental tool or something like that so for me the oet was like that and and actually um i i was i was lucky to take lessons with one doctor Uh, she is an anesthesiologist and anesthetist Mm -hmm. um now now she's living in australia but she's also a qualified english english teacher and she helped me so much to you know to deal with the exam yeah. so i will recommend every doctor to contact other doctors who are really um happy to teach you know medical english it really helps yeah yeah that makes sense um so yeah um obviously you are now you've been through the process you've got your exams you uk registered um do you have any just general final words of advice for anybody that's thinking about doing the same thing i would say to um just uh, i think this is a matter of discipline and patience mm-hmm. um i think is um it's also to be organized so once you pass your english exam uh, try to uh, book as soon as possible your plabs uh, yeah. i would say do not delay that it, it, too much look for some guidance uh, and know what is your exam about this is so important and um i would say go for it yes um mm-hmm. yeah we are lucky that you can't try the plot more uh, more than 
you can try club more more than once mm-hmm. so uh, that's that that will you know lift some you know some weight and some pressure that we always put uh, on ourselves so i would say like try to book your tests look for some guidance and um, uh, any academy that is a let's say good academy will be able to guide you i will not say that will recommend one more than the other because it's all about your effort as well yeah. so you just need to get the good guidance and then just go for them and as soon as you get your plabs approved appro- uh, you know apply straight away for your registration do not wait mm-hmm. because um sometimes during the registration process they there can be you know other requirements from the gmc and everything gets delayed so yeah that will be my my advice well great thank you so much for for sharing that advice and for sharing your story um good luck with everything and yeah thank thanks a lot no thank you for inviting me to do this of course have a nice day you too bye bye Thank you so much for listening to my chat with Dr. Andrea. I really hope that you found it helpful and useful and I hope you've taken a lot away from it to help you in your process of becoming a registered doctor or nurse here in the UK. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and I will see you next time. And as always, to your success.